If you joined us last week here at Life at Six, we've been starting this journey on the series of James and starting on looking at a faith that works. And I was given the task of looking at the second half of chapter two. So I thought a good place to start in the first half, uh, second half, sorry, of chapter two would be in John three sixteen. What a good place to start in James, right? It's a verse that some of you will probably know really well. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have eternal life. For me, it always starts back with God so loved the world. That is God's original intent. That is his design. That is why he created us as people so that he could love us. For God so loved the world. It wasn't just an idea he had and thought, that would be nice. He then did something about it. He went, I love this world and so I created people. As we follow through, we made some mistakes, we made some bad choices, we decided to disobey God and it separated us from him. But God hadn't given up. And so he gave his one and only son a perfect sacrifice that we might have a relationship with him. Right again, in this one verse, we see God doing something. We see him not just saying, I love you, but good luck. I love you, therefore I'm acting on it. This is God. And I think if we're going to look at the second part of uh, James chapter 2, which is about our faith and deeds and what we're supposed to action with our faith and our actions, isn't it good to look to God first and what he's prepared to do? God who loved the world, who loved you and who loved me first, was prepared to give up his one and only son for you and for me. Wow. Faith and deeds in James chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, but have no deeds. Can such faith save them? See, God's not just, uh, sorry, James here isn't just talking about having faith for faith's sake. He's not just asking, you know, if you just have a little bit of faith, does that mean you can be saved? He's saying it's not just any faith. You can't just believe whatever you want. He's saying the faith that really matters is faith in Jesus. The faith that really matters is your belief in God's love for you that he would send his one and only son so that we could have a relationship with him. The question is in who do you believe? What do you believe? We are not saved by faith in faith. We are saved by faith in Jesus. Jesus revealed in the Bible the true words of who He was and what he did for us. Verse 15 continues. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes on daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. Now, some of you will know 
that I love to ski. And I have someone who's about to come on stage now. I love to ski. What a champ. And suppose you wanted to be a skier. If I was to tell you, what does a skier look like? What does a skier do? You might describe someone who probably looks a little bit like this. Maybe they have the helmet. You look great, by the way. For those of you who don't know, this is Ethan Bennett's. I know you put those on to try and hide, but you can't. You might describe someone who skis as having the boots, as having the pants, having the poles. He doesn't have his skis, but they're in the car. As having skis. But just by looking at him, can we tell if he's a skier? He's got all the right stuff. He looks the part. But until we put him on the snow and push him down the hill... We don't have any snow, it's okay. But until he gets on the mountain and starts coming down the hill, will we truly be able to see if he can ski? You can look the part, but is that who you truly are? Is that how you truly act? See, I spend a little bit of time on the snow, and I can ski, but I could tell you that I ski, and you'd never actually know unless you saw me. So you might say, you know, I've got the pass. It's in his pocket. I've read the ski manual. I booked a time into my calendar to go. I even watched the Winter Olympics. But unless you go skiing, unless you book in the time, strap on the skis, get on the lift, go up the lift, get off the lift at the top, and come down the mountain on the skis, Can you really say that you're a skier? You must have the skis on. It's an important part. See, I do all those things. I have the gear. I have the season pass. I've read about skis. I watch the Winter Olympics. I even go every Monday that I can. And the longer I spend time on the snow, the more I sound and act like a skier. I have the lingo. I'm being transformed into the person and the skier I desire to be. Which is hopefully a good one one day. Do I fail still, constantly, but slowly less and less? Do I sometimes get the words wrong? Yep, mostly, but slowly less and less. Do I still need to listen to the experts and put the chains on my car, drive up slowly up the field and park, where I'm told to park, absolutely, because there's still so much for me to learn. I know what to say when going up on the lift, how to engage the people in conversation, what is socially acceptable on the mountain because I've spent time there doing it. Slowly, over time, I'm transforming and living out my sport. It's not what we just look like that defines us, but what we actually do in living it out. Mate, it must be so hot up here. You can go and take that gear off. Can we give him a round of applause? Verse 18 says, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith 
by my deeds. See, faith is believing in something. And the deeds, it's an action that is performed intentionally and consciously. Something you choose to work out. See, what do I do when I transfer that thinking and that illustration into my Christian life and my life following Jesus? I could say I, I, I look the part. I don't wear something too outrageous, so I just, you know, so I fit into church. I have the Life Church app. I've read about the Bible. I even watched a documentary on YouTube saying, Did Jesus truly rise from the dead? I even go on Sundays. But are you truly living it out? In verse 19, it says, You believe there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Let's keep moving on because that's a scary verse. Verse 20, You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him, his righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, not by faith alone. What if in just, instead of saying that I have the clothes and I listen to worship and I have the Life Church app and I've got three different versions downloaded on my phone of the Bible. Instead of watching some YouTube documentaries about maybe what has happened or the historical accuracy of, of what's going on or even just attending on Sundays, what if we said, I'm, I worship and use the messages to connect with God? I lean in and I listen. What if it was, I use the Life Church app? And I check church events. I book them in my calendar, and then I turn up to them. All of a sudden, it moves, moves from just saying, I have this, to I'm now doing something with it. Instead of just having three different versions on your phone every day of the Bible to read, what if you read them? What about instead of just saying, I've watched a documentary about something, what if I talk to someone about my faith? This is why I believe what I do. I gave away a pathway book and started someone on a journey of knowing Jesus. If you haven't got one of these, these are a great tool to start a conversation with someone, a discussion with someone. Hey, this is what I believe in my Christian faith. Take it away. Have a read of it. If you're on that journey, grab one. It's an excellent book. You can sit and you can read it cover to cover in just a couple of hours if you want to do that. There's a lot less pages than it looks. But instead of just taking one of these and it sits on my table and I can look at it, what if you gave it away? Because I no longer just believe that it's going to be a great tool, but I give it to someone else. I action something and I give it away to start that journey for someone else. What if instead of saying, I even go to church on Sundays. What if that turned around and said, I love 
to go to church on Sundays. Because I love Jesus and I love who he is. I love what he's done for me. I know who he is. I can understand this all. But now that I have it in my heart, now that I know that I've accepted who he is, I'm going to do something about it. I am going to put those events in my calendar and I'm going to come and pray. On Thursday nights, we have our, every, once a month, we have our encounter prayer and worship evenings. Can I encourage you, come along to those. Once a month. Faith, don't just say I pray, but I join together with a community, with a church that believes for more. A church that's sacrificed and planted a campus so that people can know a relationship with Jesus. That's the sort of thing I want to get on board with. That's the sort of, sort of thing that excites me. All of a sudden, I'm not just saying that, yes, I believe that people should be reached with the good news of Jesus, but I'm prepared to come, give up one hour and pray for that very thing to happen with a community of people to see him move. See, as you start living it out, as I start skiing and spending more and more time on the mountain, as you spend more and more time with Jesus and living it out, then you become known for who you are and people seek you out and invite you in. A few days ago, I got the joy of going up with Rickett and primary school up the ski field. Now, I don't really spend a whole lot of time at that school anymore. I used to teach there a few years ago, but I don't do that anymore. I'm not an official 24-7 youth worker. I don't go in and help out at breakfast club. I'm not involved there, but they do know that I'm a skier. Because not only do I just keep it to myself, but I talk about it. I share about it. And they're like, we know that that's what you do. Would you come and help us to teach the kids? But it's not just with my skiing. It's with your faith. As you start living out your faith and how you live starts to transform you, you start to have the words, you start to have the belief, you start to have the actions that God's called you to do. People recognize that and seek you out. Why? Because you now have a hope within you that shines brighter than anything else. People can see a difference of the way you live. In a minute, we're going to get a panel up and ask some questions of what does it mean to live this life as a Christian? How do I actually live my faith in a practical way so that people can notice it, so that people people can see that I'm a little bit different? Verse 25 of James chapter 2 says, In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So faith without deeds is dead. See, when we, what we believe begins to change who we are, it begins to work out in different areas of our lives. Not just here in church, not just in our workplaces, but in every sphere in our families and our friends and everyone we come into contact with. And we carry this message of hope to all people because it starts with the love of God. It starts with, for God so loved the world and that he loves you, that he loves me. 
And now it's our job to take it out to others with the panel come up. Could you ask yourself, would you dare to believe? Or would you dare to ask yourself, has there been a change in my life? Am I saying things or am I living them out that begins to transform what I do? Do I maintain good works in living out my faith? Or are my works occasional and just when I feel like it? Do I seek God? and grow in the ways that he would have me grow? Can others tell that I have been with Jesus? Do I desire to grow and be more like him, or am I ashamed of him? Do I enjoy fellowshipping and connecting with other Christians? Or is it just something I say that I do? Awesome. Thank you, Jeremiah. Right now we're coming to our panel time, our Life Talk panel, which is a chance for you to engage with some of the content, for you to engage with um, what's been shared. So if you've got any questions, we have a phone, there's a number on the screen, you can text us in and we'll hopefully try and get to them. My name's Jono, this is Gareth, and you've already heard from Jeremiah. Jeremiah, can I just jump off the back of what you said. I loved the illustration with Ethan. He was looking very dashing. Um, and you're talking about like, it, it, he was saying, he was, you were talking about looking the part. Like you can, you can look the part, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing what you said. You know, he, he looked like a skier. That doesn't necessarily mean he was a skier. This is Carl for everyone, if you didn't know who. I thought you were missing one, so I thought I'd join in. Great. Um, <laughs> He's talking about looking apart. So he, he looked like a skier, yeah. but that didn't necessarily mean he was a skier. What do you think a life, what do you think looking the part but not actually doing it looks like? Like if you can hear what I'm saying. Like yeah, what, do you, what, do you think, what do you think looking the part looks like? How would you know if you were just looking the part? I think if someone is sitting there going, am I just looking the part? I think you know. If you're someone who's going, am I just looking the part? I think there's something within you that just that knows that this is, I'm just going through the motions, I'm just doing what I should because I should. Hmm. I think it, it can be, especially if you've grown up in church, you know when to raise your hands in worship. You can know what to wear and when to respond. And it, became, it can become a, this is what I do. But when you have a true relationship with Jesus, when you are spending active time in your word, when you spend time talking to him, when you, spend, when you don't just say, oh, when someone asks you, I guess I'd put it this way, when someone asks you, when was the last time you heard from God? Mm. If you can't say in the last week or the last couple of weeks, then I would do some reflection and go, what can I be doing to seek God and what he would have for me? Right. Wow, cool. So you reckon you and God will speak to you like regularly like that? He does to me. There are certainly seasons, please don't hear, me, uh, hear that there are, there are times when God uh, doesn't always respond straight away or responds with things that I don't understand. Mm. Um, but for me, when I, when, I read his, when I read the word, there's always something that I'll get out of it. Right. Man, there are times though, aren't there? Because I think back to my 
when I first came to church. I came because there was a pretty girl in the church. Didn't have any faith of my own. I learned very quickly how to behave. I didn't really. If you know me, it's probably not true. But I tried, <laughs> I tried really, really hard to how to behave and how to kind of fit in. I learned that the best way is to hide in the very back. And, um, and I thought, well, how do you, how do, if I reflect on that, I think, how do you assimilate into a church? And there's a season almost where you, you kind of go through the motions so you fit in, but really you're sitting there because you're scouting out. Like, what is this, what is this thing all about? Is, is this genuine? You look at little kids. I look at my kids. And I, Caleb doesn't really know why he's putting his hand up at the start, but when he sees others doing it, he's like, well, I put your hand up here. But I, I feel like if he's in the, the atmosphere and he's in the house of God, hopefully faith will get on him. Hopefully he'll meet the person of Jesus. Hopefully the Holy Spirit will encounter his life. And that's my story, because I didn't have any faith at the start. But when I met Jesus, I still didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know how to express it. I didn't know how to have deeds. What are deeds? What, what is that? But all I know is, if you keep pursuing the person of Jesus... Mm the character of Jesus gets on your life. Right. Yep. And then the deeds come naturally. Yeah. You don't have to start working harder. It's not like I've got to find every need now and go and meet it. So yeah. You just hang out with Jesus, pursue Jesus with all your heart, uh, and get around people who love Jesus. Some of the mm. character mm. of Jesus rubs off on you. Yep. The Holy Spirit gets in you, For sure. and the deeds flow out of you. Yeah. You get the compassion of Christ. You get the mercy of Christ. You get the desire for someone to have a breakthrough mm. that Jesus had with every person he encountered. But you can't manufacture it. And so I go, well, people might go through seasons even in church life. So I'm, I'm talking all the time now. Go through church seasons in church life where they're actually a little bit going through the motions. That's what I love about a community. Because yeah. it'd be a season, it could be dry, it could be hard, they could have gone through loss, it could be pain. They're kind of going through the motions, but they're around other people full of faith. And you mm. hope they break through that season mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and come and into a new place. Yeah, it, it kind of comes down to your, it's your response to something. Like I think when we talk about deeds, we can think about intentional actions, which they, a lot of the time they are. But I know for my life, one of the big things about that's changed in my life after spending time with God, or I, or I know when I haven't been spending enough time with God, is when my responses to certain things are not as good as they should be. You know, like I know that when I've been spending time with God, I'm more joyful. When I've been spending time with God, I'm more compassionate towards people. And, um, and it's just that it's my, my response to things in the natural is different. You were about to jump in. Did you want to? I was. I, I loved your point about other people being able to carry you for, for times and for seasons. In the last few weeks, um, with some of my friends, uh, there have been different challenges and different obstacles for me and for others. Um, and there was one night I just got off the phone um, from my family. I walked into the living room, and I was, I was done. I just didn't have anything left. The only thing that I had that I could do, that I could do was cling to Jesus. I was like, I can't do anything, but I can have faith. I didn't even want to pray, if I'm honest. I just, I was like, mm, I can go to Jesus. And as I walked into the living room, my friends were stood there and I gave them a hug that I didn't let go of and I cried and they prayed. And it was their action, it was their faith that helped to carry me through that time. And over the next couple of weeks, we each took turns at doing that for each other as well, didn't we? <laughs> um, but it is that, it's that community connectedness with others that can help sustain us through times when, when it's difficult. I feel like we need to give Gareth a chance to jump in. Um, Gareth, man, so Gareth, Gareth is awesome. I've known you for, for many years, and you're, what I love about you, Gareth, is someone you're always on team, always ready to help out. Gareth was out at Selwyn this morning. Um, I don't know from when. You were there yesterday doing amazing work. And th- those are actions. So can you tell us a little bit about why, why do you do that? You know, why, why, do you, why do you give up sometimes even your work hours? You take days off work to go out to, to camps, to go do things. You come out on your weekend. You get up early. Like, why would you do that, man? Just hang out with me. 
Um, part of it is just habits that form into character of who I've become. Um, and, and from that, I, I relate to what Carl was saying earlier, um, going through a harder time in church and things like that, and, and still, I think, just leaning back on Jesus, leaning back on my character. And even though I wasn't, my, my spiritual life seemed really dry, I was still there every week, still mm. serving on team. And wow. I was like, God, there'll be breakthrough, and when it comes, wow. it'll be wa- wonderful. But I, I remember it was back a year, and then, I, and then it came. I was like, ah, it was a good wow. Wow. It was a hard year, but we got there. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, and I think the whole time, just coming week to week and um, letting others invest into my life, um, not just shutting the doors up, even though a lot of the time just putting a mask up as well. But yeah. In the end, it was letting other people in and um, being intentional uh, with being in the Word and uh, stepping out into new things. And yeah, yeah. Now you're the only one currently here who doesn't work at a church. Um, yeah. Can you he tell does. us? He's not paid. He works. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but in terms of your your week to week, you're out in a another job as an electrician. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about what that like, what that's like in the sense of how how you show do you show your faith through your deeds to your workmates in that sense? Yeah, I, I am really lucky. Actually, everybody at my workplace um, knows God has a faith. It's, it's awesome. Um, but saying then that, it is just a challenge with the people we work with, the other trades we work with, that we, we, we can show that it's a bit different. That there is try and lift the culture on site and to sure. set the culture on site, a building site yeah. and the place we're working. Um, uh, just through positive language, through a positive atmosphere. Um, and to be honest, that will most likely lead to conversations rather than <laughs> trying to convert the whole building site on the first day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Have you found that they have led to some of those conversations? Yep. There's yep. been opportunities open up, absolutely. Cool. Yep. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit, like, what, what does that look like? Do they just go, why are you so weird? <laughs> <laughs> Not... Not quite. I think I once once there's so many people on site. Well, our whole company has a faith, so therefore it would be not why I'm so weird. But look, we're interested in God. Mm. We're, we we can realise you're a person to talk to about cool. it through wow. what we've seen. Um, yeah, that's probably where it's come from. I remember. Can I push in? Yeah, please. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I remember. I remember. I still um, want my job on Tuesday. Just thinking about, just thinking about the building site because I was a joiner for twelve years or fifteen years or something, and I remember being out on site. And you know, you have the Monday morning smoker where all the extra trades we all sit around and have smoker. And I remember thinking they're going to say, "What did you do on the weekend?" And I remember having many times actually dishonoured God and thinking I should have said something, but I just had no guts to say I went to church. So I was, oh, it was a great weekend. Had a great Saturday. Ignored Sunday. And, uh, and, I, thought, and I, I felt so awful because I thought I, I dishonored God. And I knew it would come around again. So I was determined in my heart that I was going to share I went to church. And that was it. So I did. I, I, I all weekend fretted about it. Monday morning, 10 I went, oh, I went to church on Sunday. And I got absolutely smashed by them all. You go to church for? Who needs that crutch? What a joke. Who are you? It's pathetic. You don't need church. God's not relevant. What are you doing? All that stuff. And I remember sitting in my car after it crying and thinking, God, you let me down. I'll never speak for you again. Except the next morning I got to work and the boss 
said, I need to have a conversation with you, and took me to a cafe and gave his life to Christ. Never saw it coming. (laughs) Now, it's a great story, but the reality is what I've learned over the years is that the more I spend time with Jesus, the stuff just naturally comes out of my life more and more. Mm, mm. But it it takes some some kind of courage to say, God, I need courage because I want to do it. And, and I think Pastor James is talking about it's faith and deeds. But they'll know you by your deeds, but it's come from your faith. Yeah. You can't manufacture deeds and think your faith will follow along and catch up. It's like, no, I've, I've got to fall in love with Jesus. Yeah. And it got to the point I've got to express this. Like, I can't contain it anymore. Mm. Mm. Awesome. I think on that note, we should end. Brilliant. Hey, can we give these guys a hand? I'm going to hand back over to Jeremiah. Cool, as the band just comes back up. Hey, would you just pray for me? Uh, pray with me for a second. Pray for me. Here we go. Here we go. God, I thank you that you do love us. Um, that it does all come out of a relationship with you. God, that we can come towards you because you are for us. Because you were prepared to pay the ultimate sacrifice with your son, Jesus. So that we could be in a right relationship with you. God, I pray for for those that have gathered here tonight. That if there's something stirring in their heart or something that that you've spoken to them, that God, that you would give them the courage and the boldness to do something about it. God, is it a conversation with a workmate? Is it a conversation with someone here at church saying, hey, would you just pray for me? Is it grabbing a Pathways book and giving it to a friend? God, whatever it is tonight, I pray that you would just continue to burn that desire or that thing you've placed inside them this week, that they can't shake that feeling, but but start living out the faith that you've transformed us to live. God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for your love and for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.